So we have important follow-up. This this is up there on the most important follow-up that we've ever done on the show. Actually, probably there is an element of annoyance that I find in like when I open the document and you've added something, but this is all you've added. It's like is is this is this it? Is this that that important? Because like it it doesn't bother me when you add nothing. I don't care, right? Because like I'm, you would be as happy just showing up with no document, right? But when I open it and see you've added something, and then just see that it is queso dip recipes, it's like this is really? important business. This is business right here. Um, so anyway, uh, listener Anthony Lovato wrote in to say, is this the dip you were talking about on analog? And he provided a link. And I don't know if this is the dip that you that Mike consumed. But this is absolutely the dip that I was talking about based on, you know, very, very quickly looking at the recipe. And in fact, Aaron made this dip earlier this week. So Mike, does so this look turns out I familiar? have no idea what Rotel is. What is Rotel? Uh, okay, so I wish I had taken a picture of the can when we had it. So it's like, um, shoot, I don't know how to describe it. So now, now somebody's going. Oh, there you go. Rotel original diced tomatoes and green chilies, undrained. So it's how like is these, that hard to explain? It's just well, tomatoes and chilies. Well, because a, I don't have a fancy accent, so it's tomatoes to me. And B, mm-hmm. um, I I couldn't remember what was in it, and I thought it was more than just tomatoes and chilies. I thought there was some other things too, but turns out not so much. <laughs> Anyway, you know, sometimes I think that people that listen to this show must just think that I live my life in a constant state of like frustration with you. Like I realize as I'm editing the show, I mean, it is almost like that, (laughs) but there is more love than that. But it's just, you know, usually, usually what has happened before the show is Casey has found some way to purposefully annoy me. So, like, I come into this show at, like, a heightened sense of frustration. And today's was, he sent me a minute, at like, a couple of minutes before, he sends me a message in Slack. And he's like, are you there? I'm like, yeah. And he's not on Skype yet. And he's like, so this High Sierra update's taking a little bit longer than I expected. It should only be about half an hour. So I'm just like, every name under the sun, I am calling Casey. How can I resist the chance to troll like that? F- hate you, man. <laughs> Such a prick. <laughs> You're the f- worst. I hate you. I was getting so pissed off at you. You wouldn't even believe. I know you were. Know you were. <laughs> Come on, you, uh, have to, you have to concede, or maybe you can in about five minutes. That that was a pretty good troll. No, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> I love you. So, like, so if if listener, you ever come to this show and you think, "Wow, in the first few minutes, Mike is always so like <laughs> mad." This is why, why because is this that? is typically what happens before the show is some somehow Casey finds some way to annoy me. This is absolutely this is lies. This is fake. No, this is totally true news. Uh, yeah, I, and I, the I annoyance <laughs> is like most of the time it's purposeful. He is trying to do Usually. it. Like it is. It's not that he's done something that has annoyed me. He's trying to find a way to annoy me, and very frequently knows how to annoy me so succeeds and you have to understand to really to really hammer this home it's midnight as we record this for mike it's uh, you know the ever so lovely seven o'clock in the evening for me but it's midnight for mike so when i get online at at one minute shy of midnight and say hey um 
yeah, I think I need another half an hour. Like, that is not a very nice thing to say to a man that's already staying up mm-hmm. to midnight to start the recording, much less finish mm-hmm. it. So, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't help myself, and I am sorry. But, yeah, this is not – I wouldn't say it's every episode, but a Many. lot of the episodes. <laughs> Many. This is what but that That is why. That's why I tend to be frustrated uh, at Casey is because he has somehow found a way to frustrate me. You, you know, you disappoint me a little bit, though, because you say frustrate, not frustrated. I feel like that's the British way of saying it. Like, I remember watching... Um, frustrated. Yeah. I remember watching uh, American yeah. Idol a lot. And I know that mm. Simon Cowell is probably not a good example of what frustrate. it's like to be British. But but I feel like he would always say frustrated. Like, you would carry, like, like the, the A Well, only if I would say the D, but we'll say frustrated. Yeah, see, I do it. Frustrated. That's what yeah. you're looking for, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, don't, I don't say frustrated. Maybe I do. Who knows? Yeah, now, but, now I don't even know what I'm th- talking about. You know about what? Anymore. I probably do say frustrated when, well, I should be saying is frustrated. Is this right. like a, right. a different emphasis on a different level? <laughs> Reference acknowledged. I never actually saw that movie. I don't even, even remember the name of it, but I never saw the movie. But that, that part of the commercial has been like dr- drilled into my brain forever. What movie? It was with Mike Myers and Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to look it up. We'll put a link in the show notes because I'm not going to do it right about. now. Uh, That's just in, one of those things that I know. I didn't know that was a that was well. A okay, so in in the in the commercial for this particular movie, they um, they had like that whole gag that, about putting the, the emphasis on the wrong syllable, um, and so or the emphasis on the wrong syllable. I can't remember what the name of that movie was though. It doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things, but now it's going to bother me. I don't know if I remember. I'll so put it in the show. Gwyneth Paltrow and Mike Myers. I could swear that is accurate. View from the top. Maybe was it about Maybe. like um, it was about uh, 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 stewards and stewardesses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that should be it. Yeah. So yeah, no, I up- have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna straight up say that that is whilst said in that movie was not created by that movie. Yeah, That's gonna be not. my expectation. That's probably true. But anyway, um, we have gotten I on mean, a tangent of a tangent of a tangent of a tangent. I think that this dip is like similar, but it's I don't think it was this exact thing. But like okay. it was I don't know like. Peppers and sauce, not no, no sausage, but like tomatoes. I don't know, and it, I don't know, but it was similar. I mean, how different can they be? I guess, yeah, right? (laughs) No big deal. I just uh, thought it was interesting, and so yeah, basically, what we do from time to time is we do we do this sausage and and cheese dip so the recipe that that will link is just Rotel and Velveeta, and then we'll add some cooked sausage to that, and it's quite tasty. So, anyway, uh. I don't know how long this segment's going to last, but uh, you and I discussed moments ago that, that we have important news that, that we need to discuss. Uh, we have new toys. Yeah. Yeah, this is one of those things where I would expect that the vast majority of people that are listening to the show have already heard us talk about these things in some way, but we haven't spoken about it together, so you're just going to have to listen to it again. We both. <laughs> you didn't, I mean, I don't know what you've got because ATP has not actually been recorded yet. Correct. In my timeline. Well, no, in the listener's timeline, it it has probably already been recorded and released, but in the timeline that both of us are sitting Yeah, I'm in, talking about my timeline. Yeah, yeah. My, the Mike Hurley timeline, it doesn't exist, so I don't know anything. Right. So it's actually our mutual timeline right now, because we won't record until Thursday this week, as it turns out. But anyway. Yeah, but you know what you've got. That's what I'm saying. Like, the timeline uh, for me well, is, okay, I, I okay. don't know what you have. Okay, I, I missed your point, but I'm with you now. Okay, mm-hmm. so anyway, uh, I... I don't know what you have either. As a matter of fact, I've listened to about half of this week's upgrade, and I must have blanked when you discussed exactly what you 
bought. But I will start. I bought the most basic cellular watch. So I have the uh, 42 millimeter aluminum sport with the fog kind of grayish band, which I actually mm. I really like. I mean, I don't really so know. So you what went color with the silver is. aluminum then? I did. I did. Yes. So the, the, Mike says that because my prior watch was the original, the OG, if you will, uh, uh, Apple Watch that came out in 2015. I believe, and that one was the Imposter Vader. So uh, it was that sounds awkward. It was the Imposter Darth Vader watch, and uh, <laughs> moving on, moving on, and it, it, which is to say, it was the uh, space gray with the black sport band. And the true Vader watch was the space gray stainless steel or whatever they, they don't called do it. that one anymore. Right? I know the DLC but, diamond right, laser liquid coating, something like that. Well, anyways, and then but it had yes. the like black link bracelet, which was in and of itself. It was like a five hundred dollar bra- uh, uh, watch band, and oh my goodness, do those things look incredible! Can but, you still buy the bands? I don't. I thought no, and then I thought somebody said yeah, so I'm not even sure anymore. But anyway, I wanted the Vader, the Vader watch, which at the time in 2015 was like fifteen hundred dollars or something like that. It was preposterously expensive, yeah, yeah. and so I didn't do that. I just got the 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 Space Gray uh, Sport watch. This is back uh, in in 2015. You and, can still get the link bracelet. You can. So that's like $550 for the space black and then you can you can couple that up with the uh the stainless steel, the black stainless steel. Although I I think that's called space gray. Now, I'm yeah. assuming the colors match though. I'm yeah, just yeah, yeah. going to assume that those colors match, but oh no, it's called space black. It's still called space black. The cuz space gray is aluminum, space black. No, space gray is the aluminum ones. The aluminum uh, watches. Space okay. black is the stainless. Oh, I didn't, I didn't you know, know that. I didn't know that either today. I learned. Because I, anyway. I, ju- I just didn't pay any attention to that. I would have called it the Space Gray Stainless. There you go. Yeah. We've all learned something here. <laughs> exactly. See, this, was, this wasn't fruitless after all. But uh, so I had the Space the space Gray and I liked it a lot. And I still think like in and of itself, I prefer the look of the Space Gray watch. However, a uh, friend of the show, Matt Alexander, has told me on numerous occasions that I am wrong and that that is not the correct color choice. And more nah. importantly, um, the, the flexibility of that watch with regard to other colors color bands is not good which is to say it's basically you can't put any other band on it it's either black i mostly disagree with you because i have a space gray and i've had it for the last two revisions having come from the regular aluminium Mm. it is more constricting but it's not completely like the pride band looked better on the space gray than anything else Hey, you know, I, I never bought one and I kind of regret it. So if you have an extra I should one, have done that. I know. If you have no, an extra one, let me know. Uh, I'm done talking no, to you. I, w- I, know you I went to an Apple store and took a look inside of an Apple store on Thursday to see if they had any. Mm-hmm. Um, because apparently the, the Apple stores is obviously still getting rid of their stock, but there weren't any. Basically, I, I'm I'm consi- I'm thinking because I have uh, I have the 42 millimeter Space Gray. That's your brand new one. With yeah. Oh, I didn't realize you got Space Gray. Okay. I mean, I heard you a minute yeah. ago, but I, I I wasn't sure if that was inclusive of this latest one. Yeah, the Space Gray, the last one, was just because I had to buy a watch and it was all that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, the, but I like it enough that I've decided to keep that. Um, I find, honestly, personally, the Space Gray to sh- scream less Apple Watch. I agree. Than, That's why I liked it, too. I agree. Yeah. And and uh, this this thing does its own job of letting everybody know what it is by the best of times. And I kind yeah. of like the understated nature of the, the, the gray. Um, but I have the Sport Loop, which I really like. That's um, the like, Velcro-y like the, one? Yeah, the Milanese 
nylon yeah, 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 yeah. like amalgamation. Mm-hmm. And basically it's making me think about getting the space black Milanese because it's like two hundred dollars. But mm. I'm wondering if the space black and the space grey will match and I bet they won't. And like that's one I wouldn't do. Like I have no problem with colored lugs. It's one of the reasons I like the nylons, because the, the lugs are all colored. I see. So, okay, yeah, yeah. Right? So they look great with all of the watches, mm-hmm, in my opinion, mm-hmm. because they're just colors. Mm-hmm. But, like, when it used to be, like, you would have the metal ones or whatever, it didn't work. Same as I think the sport bands are fine with the the um, the space gray watch. But, yeah, I I like the dark olive sport loop, and I'm, uh, I've am i got my eye on some of the other color ones as well. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy with the, the, the gray. I like the gray. What do you think? What's, what is your opinion on the red dot? I waver between I don't like it, but I don't really see it very much, so whatever, and oh my god, I hate this, and I just go back and forth mm. between the two, okay. and and I, I like on the one side, if that we're we're in a safe space, right, Mike? I mean, we can be we can be honest. There's something kind of cool about like, hey, look at me, I've got a fancy cellular watch, aren't I special? And there's the you know, do you human. think that's cool? Uh, I mean, I shouldn't. I absolutely should not, but a little it's part cool of me to, does. If you do, like that's totally cool. I don't think I don't get it myself. Like I don't feel that. Um, but if you feel that, that's well, that's perfectly great. So we might end up talking about this later. I suspect we will. But it's kind of part and parcel for look at me. I have the coolest, newest possible gadget. And I, if I had the choice, hand on heart, if I had the choice, I would say no red dot. If you please just make it, I would, in fact, I would have probably paid another 10, 20 bucks or maybe even 30 bucks to get rid of the darn dot. But since that's not really an option, here we are. And for a fleeting moment, I do think it's kind of neat. So that, that, you know, look at me, I have the fancy thing, but in the grand scheme of things, I would rather have something that was more understated when, so when you said a moment ago, the reason, part of the reason you like the space gray so much is because it's understated. I completely agree with you. I don't feel like it's terribly flexible with regard to watch bands, but you know, that's, that's taste, you know, that's neither here nor there, but, I un- I completely and utterly agree with you that it is a more understated watch, which I already kind of miss. Hmm. Yeah, I think that on the whole, I oscillate between like I don't care and I forget about like I, I mean, given the choice, I don't want a red. Oh, absolutely. Digital crown. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... But, like, mostly, I don't care, right? Because like, I don't see it. I actually just don't see it. And it's like, it's there. Uh, it's only there when I look for it. And right. it's just like, I kind of wish it wasn't red, but, like, it doesn't bother me. Like, I, you know, I I know that Jason's done this. I know that Gray will do this, like, to buy stickers or whatever, like, to try mm-hmm. and cover it up. Mm-hmm. Um but believe it or not, I'm not going to put a sticker on this thing. Yeah, I'm not either. And the only reason I'm not is because I think I would do a poor job of like attaching the sticker. And so it would just look like garbage. If there, if I could be somehow guaranteed to like have a good application in such a way that it doesn't look like utter crap, I would absolutely buy one as well. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I, and as well, knowing what I know about stickers, uh, the application of what a sticker, know about on, stickers? A, on a mostly domed, so are, they, are they domed or is this flat now? Let me work this out. Uh, Take him out. I think, I think it's mostly flat. You yeah, know, you could actually get a. Uh, it would be tricky, but you could apply a sticker to that. Not too, not too bad. I think you're right. But uh, but you got the cellular model as well. I, you, yeah, because you said you have the red. You have the red dot. So, uh, yeah. have you used it without your phone at all? Only like at home. Like I've just put my iPhone on airplane mode. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. I've only had it a few days, and uh, this weekend was a weekend where we didn't leave the house. 
Like mm-hmm. it was one of those types of weekends. Yeah. So I haven't really been anywhere. Um, I, I plan to test it, but like I don't know how and where and why yet. You know, like for, <laughs> so for example, like I went to the gym today, right? Mm-hmm. And I have to leave my house to go to the gym, mm-hmm. but I wanted to listen to a podcast. So uh, yeah. what am I going to do, right? So I still had to take yeah. my phone with me, which was really frustrating because it was like my watch has a cellular plan now and I still can't do what I want on it. But it, that's not a problem to me though, Casey, because you're going to love this. You're going to love this. Okay. Oh, actually, do you know what? I want to talk about I want to talk about cellular plans with you. Oh God, that that's the, the, your enthusiasm makes me very scared. But I'm ready. I, I can do that. Because you said something on the last ATP that uh, uh-huh. I opened my Twitter client for, but didn't do anything about. Okay, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. But we're going to talk about a new sponsor for the show first, Casey. Oh, excellent. We're going to okay. talk about Bombfell. Bombfell is the online personal styling service dedicated to finding the right clothes for you. If you, dear listener, are a modern man, or you know a modern man, you might like to streamline the more stressful parts of your life or their life. And you know what? Maybe if you know a modern man and you're thinking this might be interesting, it might actually be less stress for you if you can help them get a stylist. With Bumfell, you can update your look with brand new items to refresh your wardrobe. When you sign up to Bumfell, you'll be paired with your own stylist. They will hand-select items that they think will work for you, and they'll look through menswear collections around the world to find the clothes that they think you're going to look great in. You only pay for what you keep. Returns are free. It's the smarter way to shop. Bonflow is completely flexible. You can push up, delay, or skip shipments at any time. Now, Casey, I know that you are actually having a conversation with one of Bonfell's stylists, mm-hmm. um, and I wondered uh, what you found that whole process to be like, and then also if you can give me a flavor for the types of clothes that you received. Sure. So um, I basically did the completely run of the mill, you know, just walk me through the process as though I know nothing because, well, I don't. And I didn't try to customize as any any more than they gave me option to. Right. Like, you know, I just tried to do the the happy path run of the mill version. So I uh, ended up getting a button down shirt. There is a special term for it, I'm sure. And I don't have the site in front of me and I apologize, but I got what I would call a button down shirt. I got a pair of like kind of slacks or like chinos or something like that. And then a long sleeve kind of t-shirty thing. And I, they ask you, you know, kind of what are your dimensions in terms of measurements? What is your body shape? So at least for men, you know, do you have very wide shoulders and a thin waist? Are you kind of just a big rectangle and so on and so forth? Do you like, um, do you like your clothes to fit tight or loose or what have you? And it was very basic. It, it didn't take very long at all. And, um, and, you know, a few days later, there came a package in the mail that had the sh- two shirts and the pants. And I tried them on and I decided the shirt, not something I would have chosen, but I like it. The pants, not something I would have chosen. But I like it. And that's kind of the whole point of this, right? Is to get yourself out of your comfort zone. That is the exact point. That is 100% the exact point. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah, which is super great. And then the long sleeve t-shirt, just not my cup of tea. I tend to, because I'm a nerd, I don't know why, but I tend to um, wear collared shirts pretty much always, even when I'm in like casual Mm -hmm. mode. Uh, not, Not everyone is like that, but that's me. So I decided, you know what? I don't think I'm in love with this. And maybe I'll test the return process too. So we can talk about that on the show. Guess what, Mike Hurley? Return process? Easy peasy. They uh, have a sticker in the original mailing that you, that has your clothes in it. And you, if you do an easy job of opening the envelope that all the clothes come in, 
and they show this to you, like on the outside, they're like, wait, be gentle because you might need to reuse this. Then you can reseal oh, that same cool. bag. Yeah, that you reseal the same mm-hmm. bag and you put that sticker on top of the existing sticker. You bring it to a FedEx location, which in my case was very, very close to the house. Don't be creepy. And off it goes. And then they, they don't charge you for that particular piece of clothing. And the stylist uh, emailed me and asked me to take a picture of what I look like in those clothes, which I might not have done yet. <laughs> so this way he can uh, get a better sense for what I look like and how these clothes fit and can then refine the process for the next time so it was really cool uh i really that I really is cool it. yeah thank so, you for that uh casey I, mm. I feel like i have an even better sense of understanding how the service works that's awesome yep go team go. Uh, we have a great deal for analog listeners you can get a whole 25 dollars off your first purchase by signing up at bombfell.com slash analog that's b-o-m-b-f-e-l-l.com slash analog and you'll get 25 dollars off as casey said you get an email from the stylist they, they kind of go through some of the stuff with you. You have 48 hours to make any changes or you can cancel it altogether. Then once the clothes arrive, you have seven days before any payments made so you can send back anything that you don't like. And Bonfell has the option for you to sign up on behalf of your partner as well. It's time to upgrade your wardrobe and feel great in the clothes that you wear. Go to bombfell.com slash analog and get $25 off your first purchase. You ready for the great tagline, Casey? It's pretty good. My body is ready. Bombfell, open and close. Nice. It's pretty nice. good, right? I love it. Uh, it's one of my favorites. We thank Bonfell for their support of this show. I didn't come up with that. Uh, that's <laughs> theirs, but I really like it. it. When they sent me it, they're like, oh, hey, we have a new tagline. I was like, oh, my God, it's awesome. <laughs> All right, so cellular plans. Yes. What did I say on ATP that is, I'm guessing, infuriated you at least slightly? You said uh, that nobody contacted you about the fact that you found was it ten dollars a month to be absolutely ludicrous was probably the words that you used probably and that because of that Mm -hmm. there was a i could hear in your voice no matter what you said you felt vindicated i felt slightly vindicated yes yeah i just wanted to say i was one of those people that during the original segment was rolling my eyes at you why but didn't say anything to you well, you should because have, why? <laughs> a choice that you make to spend $10 a month to put LTE on your watch is fine at $10 a month. It's, it's fine. Too it's too much. It's too much. No, I am I am in the Marco camp of it is LTE on your wrist. Right. But it, but to see uh, I can't decide if this if the issue I have is is the relative pricing, which I think either Marco or John had said, and they might be right. But it feels to me like I am putting little to no burden on the cellular network because it is not often that I am without my phone. And in fact, when it is, I'm doing little to no communication over LTE anyway. And so to me, it seems preposterous that that should be more than a $5 a month burden on the cellular network. Furthermore, and here's where the relative bit comes in, I don't really understand why an iPad, which could be used simultaneously with your phone, can be $10 a month. But this little dinky tiny watch, which I think John had also made fun of me for having a physical hang-up about it, which he, to some degree is right. This little teeny tiny dinky watch that at most is pulling down music, you know, once every three minutes, that is somehow equivalent in price to a whole freaking iPad? I mean, we all know you can't get anything real done with iPads, but that just doesn't seem right. (laughs) So the thing is, right, like, the argument of if I'm using the watch, the phone isn't taking any cell data is is not Mm -hmm. a good argument. It's not a good argument because that's not a definite. Sure. And, okay. And ha- like and like a T-Mobile or an AT&T, they can't 
they, they can't account for that, right? They can't just be like, oh, we're only going to charge you if you're using it and your phone isn't using any cell data at that moment. But if it does, for any moment, like maybe you're out for an hour and it connects to a cell tower, we have to charge you 0.001 cents a second. <laughs> like it's dumb, right? Like they, they're just going to charge you what they charge you and you're going to use it or you don't use it. Right, so it's like... um. It's like adding a plan, adding a device to a shared data plan, right? That's exactly there are charges what it is. for, yeah. There are well, for you it is. Uh, there are charges for that sort of stuff, right? Sure. And this is the charge you're paying. It costs you ten dollars to add something, and also as well, right? My look on my my kind of view on this is, if I'm coming to this from a mobile carrier or a mobile carrier perspective, mm-hmm. they ca- have no idea what these devices are going to be able to do in six months' time. So right. I, I I disagree with you, but I think your your the, your perspective is is fair. I don't I don't agree with it, but I understand it, and I don't think you're being unreasonable. Well, it's why uh, I feel that way mostly about you. Like that, I understand why you're upset. I don't think that you necessarily have to be, but I get it. Right. I mean, and that's why, like in the first instance, I didn't write to you and be like you're being you're being bonkers casey <laughs> which i think is probably why a lot of people didn't because they're like you know i see where he's coming from like i'm fine with it but i see where he's coming from like i right. feel like that's probably how a lot of people felt mm-hmm. but uh, yeah my my point was mostly just because uh you were like oh i was right you know and and as you know casey as you know <laughs> only one person up. can be right i know i stand up for what's right in the world yeah you know something like that um that, that's, that's what that means yeah i guess it and this is a this is admittedly a weak argument but i don't love that if i wanted to add erin's entire car to our cellular plan her entire like four thousand pound as in weight car that's ten dollars a month if I want to add my like half ounce watch or whatever it is, I don't even know how much it weighs. But if I want to add my watch to my cell phone plan, it is equivalent money. That just seems all right. Bananas. So to me. what is an amount of money that's acceptable for you for five dollars as a watch because it's more? All right. So do $5. we have to extrapolate out to how much it will cost for the car? No, I would rather you didn't. <laughs> right, but that's that's my point, right? You can't use that argument right. because it doesn't hold water. Because if you say like, oh, you should only pay for the size of the device, then you end up in a real, real problem well, when you start to look at something like a car or even like you. a 12.9 inch iPad. Or nobody what about like you. a Mac in the future, right? Like you end up paying hundreds of dollars a month just for the access to your data because the device is physically larger and heavier. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't remember. The reason that I wanted to bring this up in the first place is because I want to tell you what my deal is with my carrier. I don't think I want to know. Oh, wait, actually, before we move on, before we move on to that, one quick note. Explain to me then, Mike, why it is that from what I've gathered, I do not know if this is true, but I've heard this from multiple sources. So consider that this is hearsay, but I've heard it a lot. Mm-hmm. From what I've understood, when Android phones were the, or excuse me, and when Android watches were the only ones that were on the market, the cost was $5 a month. Then suddenly Apple Watch with LTE comes out, the cost for all smartwatches, including Android watches, has jumped to $10 a month. Why is that? Apple told them how many devices they would have on the network. 
that is a frustratingly frustratingly good answer, uh, but I don't think that's the case. But I I I, I will well, concede they, they, that was a good I'm, answer. I'm sure that when they were going to them, the, the networks need to have an idea of the, you know what they're going to be dealing with. And Apple told them this is how many we think we're going to sell based upon our trends. And then one of two things happened because again I don't understand enough of this stuff, but either. A, the networks were like, okay, in certain metropolitan areas, this is going to be a problem because of how many more devices we're going to have. Or B, that's a lot more devices. Let's increase the price. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Whatever. I just, grr. Okay, so now make me really and truly upset and tell me how much you pay for the equivalent service. We only have one carrier in in England, uh, in the UK right now, and that's EE, which is luckily the carrier that I'm on. That did work out nicely. Yeah, so they're doing. Um, I don't know if if uh, AT and T and T Mobile are doing this in the US, um, but you can buy an Apple Watch on a on a plan like you can on the phone. So you can pay okay. like twenty five mm-hmm. pounds a month, and mm-hmm. the watch is free, mm-hmm. and you pay that for like a year or whatever. I don't know if you have that, but that's something you can do, and that's all that they were talking about. They didn't state the prices of the data plans, but they said. If you buy from Apple or from one of the like department stores that Apple sells watches in here in England, mm-hmm. um, I keep calling it England today, which is strange. <laughs> I noticed that. But in the United Kingdom. I mean, I'm doing what I can to prepare for the post-Brexit world, like when we're just all split Ugh. up into tiny splinters, um, and this is all I have left. Um, but, I, but in my defense, I think that the department's Anyway, never mind. Most of the department stores <laughs> that they sell in are in England. Any, but anyway, um, they were like, "Oh, there there will be a separate plan, right? Which won't be these prices because this is a price that also includes the device." Um, we'll have more on that later. And they didn't have anything until the day. So, one thing, th- at least the standard plan. I don't know if there's a way to change this, but the standard plan is that you get ten gigabytes of data a month. Like it's not included in your data pool or whatever like that. Wait, let me repeat what so you, you just said to make sure I understand. So your phone has any number of gigabytes a month, doesn't matter, but your mm-hmm. watch has a separate 10 gigs a month. Yes. Weird. Okay. And it's on a 30-day rolling contract, so okay. I can cancel it at any point. Yeah, my understanding is you can do that on AT&T as well, but I don't know. I'm not 100% yeah. sure, but I think that's the case. And it's five pounds a month. Which is how much in money I know about. It's like Five, six or seven dollars or something yes, like that, probably. No. See, and I think that's reasonable. It's six dollars and seventy-one cents, as as DuckDuckGo tells me right now. Man, do you know I remember when that would have been ten. Like I remember no, I when it was two dollars. You, so you forget that I used to watch a lot of Top Gear, and I would have to divide mm-hmm. in two. You know, so if they said a car mm-hmm. was fifty thousand pounds, I knew that that meant oh, it's like twenty-five thousand dollars. So I remember those days too. It's not just you. Get get that around the other way, my friend. Oh, right. You know what I meant. A hundred thousand dollars. Is that true? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Anyway, I get your point. It was two dollars to the pound. Right. The pound's always been is the pound is stronger. Right. Um, Yes. Sorry. Carry on. There's one thing that I haven't told you yet, which is the price for the first six months. Okay. Is it free? Do you want to guess? It's free. I have no idea why. They're just like it's free for the first six months. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know why they've done it, but it is. It's free for six months. With no no commitment from me, right? Like, I've not yeah. committed to anything. Yeah. After those six months, I could just cancel and just not use it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really surprising that they've done this, and it's priced pretty fairly, I think, as well. 
I agree on all counts. And AT&T did say, and I still haven't, go, I still haven't gone back and like actually looked at it, but AT&T did say something along the lines of, uh, we will give you a credit to your account of like the effectively like two or three months worth of service. So you do pay for the service, but then they immediately credit it right back. So it's free for like two or three months. I do think. you remember on stage, they said, we are working with these networks to provide various introductory offers. Yeah, I yeah. think this mm-hmm. is what they meant, but like yeah. they just didn't get into any details because it was too confusing. Mm-hmm. Like, it would have been like a horrific matrix, right? Like, to be like, this country, this yep, network, yep, yep. you get this, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's free for six months, which I think is great because it might come to the end of those six months and I'm just like, I don't even need this. <laughs> like, I never <laughs> use this, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So then I just don't pay for it ever, which would be great. So let's assume you knew when you bought the watch that you were never really going to need the LTE service. Do you think you would have gotten it anyway for like bigger storage capacity or anything like that? Or do you think I didn't want a series two, Mm -hmm. right? Because it was like, it's got a faster chip, better battery and swimming. It's like, I don't need that. Yep. And I ended up buying it because I was a fool and you know this story, right? It's a very quick rehashing of the story. I forget exactly how it went, but I know there was some sort of There was an update to watch os and my watch was updating when i woke up and i had to leave that morning for a meeting in london and i took the watch off the charger mm-hmm. and bricked it which yep. i still think is bonk and there's no way for for you at home to reset it which i just think is just so silly like that that your only recourse of action if you do anything to the apple watch is to take it to the genius bar um, genius Grove. <laughs> and I was leaving either the next day or the day after on a trip. And I was going to be away for just over a week. And I couldn't get a Genius Bar appointment for the next week or whatever mm-hmm. by walk it, by like an appointment. And I mm-hmm. didn't have time to go stand in an Apple store, but I could just buy one. So I bought one. <laughs> And then, but there was a plan though. I bought one and then sold the old one to my younger brother. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And he had to go and take it and fix it. So it cost me like half the price or whatever. But I mean, right. it's still silly, but it was like, I was nothing I could do. So then I got a Series 2 and I loved the Series 2 because I liked the speed improvements a lot. So I would have probably gotten the Series 3 because of the speed improvements and the battery life changes if there are any. And. So I probably would have uh, the the upgrade from series zero to series two was good enough that I would consider an Apple Watch on a yearly cycle, provided that the changes continue. Just because I use my watch a lot, actually, like I use mm-hmm. apps on it a lot. I use them at home a lot. When I'm at home, I honestly I interact with my Apple Watch more than my phone. Hmm. Interesting. On a daily basis. Um, to notification management, um, I add things to do on this. Uh, I've set loads of timers and stuff on the watch mostly. Um, so yeah, I, I use my watch a lot and I also use it as just like a basic information machine, right? Right, right. So any improvements to that device is actually pretty good for me. So I would have gone for Series 3 anyway. Like Federico hasn't got a Series 3 because... There is no LTE planned sure. LTE support for Italy right now, mm-hmm. but like if I was in that situation, I probably still would have got one. 
I gotcha. Okay. But it seems that so far, based on the last several days, it's only been a few days at the time we record, LTE is really not adding that much to your world. Not right now. But I expect that it will, but I don't know what that's going to look like yet. I mean, I know that you've already been on runs and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, on Monday and Tuesday, I went for a run with my AirPods and just my Apple Watch, and that was really awesome. Uh, not having to have like a little bum bag slash fanny pack. Hi, Mike. Uh, that That is bouncing around as you're running is pretty awesome. I wish desperately to have my podcast back, which is really, really frustrating that I can't do that yet, although I'm sure that problem will be fixed sometime in the next year or two. Um, but yeah, I really liked it. I also oftentimes will go to the go on a walk with Declan to this like little park that's in our neighborhood. And in the past, I've always brought my phone, so God forbid something happens, I can you know call for help. And the last few days, uh, I've just brought my watch. And dang, that's a good use case, right? Because this way, I'm not inclined. except you don't have a camera. Well, and I don't usually take a camera of any sort. Like it's rare I take pictures there. I, we used to do it a okay. lot when he was super little, but now that we're now it's like a regular thing, right. and it's not yeah, like now there's, there's less less amazingness every right, time, right, right? Right? Like it's it's more run of the mill. Exactly. And to be honest, if I was to do that at all, I would probably bring the big camera anyway. But uh, but the reason I mean, there's no reason I couldn't bring my phone. Typically, we have a stroller or a wagon with us. But what I like about not having my phone with me is that it prevents me from from being weak-minded and like looking at Twitter when he's just running around and playing or, you know, that's why I'm thinking that that was exactly what I was jumping to when I said, I thought it was great because it's no distractions. He's just there doing the thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really nice. Yeah. So that's worked out really nicely. So I am paying the $10 a month. I think I will continue to pay the $10 a month. I will continue to grumble about the $10 a month, but this watch so far has been night and day different than my series zero. And somebody said to me, I can't remember who it was, might have been Justin Williams, but somebody said to me, you know, I actually think, said this person, uh, the year over year watch upgrade is actually more useful these days than the, than the phone upgrade, which is what you were saying a minute ago, Mike. And if, if you, you think, are a user of the device, then, right, then right, yeah, right. I think it is. Yeah. And so I, you know, waited two years, two and a half years, well, whatever it was, but man. I would say, I, I, having not used the device, but having spoke about it and thought about it a bunch, the eight is a big jump. Sure. But we're just not really paying too much attention to it because none of us have got one. But like as it's been since like the six, six, six S, seven, there wasn't really any big differences between those. Um, but seven to eight, there are pretty big differences. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. So anyway, uh, so the uh, cellular Apple Watch, two thumbs up for me so far. It's so much faster. Oh my goodness, so much faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like even animations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the combination of the watch and the AirPods really is just phenomenal. And there's not to say you can't use any other Bluetooth headphone with it as well. Like you certainly can. But the smallness, the portability, the ease of use of the combined AirPods and Apple Watch, it's just tremendous. It's, it's, it's so phenomenal. And it's clearly stepping into the future. And and for that, I love it. I have mentioned many times on this show, and if you've been following me on Twitter over the last week or two, I have been tweeting quite a lot about the Adventure Zone. Yeah, can you explain to me what this is? So let me, is this the thing with the my brother, my brother and me people playing Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. It's the McElroy brothers and their dad mm-hmm. playing Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. So it, it is a podcast, and the way that this show started it started as a as a joke. So I think one of the brothers was on maternity leave and 
they played Dungeons and Dragons for a fill-in episode of My Brother, My Brother and Me. Mm. Right? So they were like pre-recording some fun episodes to play during that time. Sure. So episode one of The Adventure Zone is that episode. Okay. Right? And so they played it as the four and they had a great time and they loved it. So they decided to keep doing it because plus they had like great reaction from their audience. Like Mm -hmm. people wanted them to play. So they started playing it. And The Adventure Zone begins with... Uh, so Griffin is the dungeon master, and he's, he's like the, the young. Brother. Oh, he's the middle. He's the young. He's the, he's the baby brother. Okay, baby brother Griffin McElroy, and then with his two older brothers and his dad, they play as three characters: uh, Taco, Magnus, and Merle. And the show starts with them playing a standard Dungeons and Dragons campaign from a book. Mm-hmm. That's how it begins. Mm-hmm. And it also begins with them not taking it very seriously at all. They're just goofing around, Mm -hmm. making dumb jokes, uh, just being stupid. As the first few episodes start to move forward, they all start to realize how much they're enjoying this. And then it is at this point where Griffin starts to diverge from the story that is told in the book, and he starts injecting his own fiction into it. And this is all through the... uh, the park. So every so the, the show is broken down into a bunch of different like stories within the overall campaign. Okay. Right. So there's a big thing called the the arc, the campaign. It's called the balance arc, which is this big campaign that they've been working on since 2015. Oh. 2014. Starting in 2014, and it just ended like two or three weeks ago. I mean, about a month ago it finished and I've just caught up. I mean, I started listening to the show like a month or two ago and I've listened to the whole thing. Uh, it's like 60, they, uh, 69, they episode, uh, they're done episode 69, which is hilarious. Um, because if you listen to them, it's just like hilarious. Uh, and uh, they started and they were making this really dumb show and then after that point, Griffin started writing his own stories and it then is like this multiple year thing which is building up to this final culmination and all of the stories come together it's like it's one it's one linear progression but they're like different campaigns within this overall arc Mm -hmm. but they're all intended to lead to a finale which i've just listened to the whole finale right like it's like a three episode thing hugely long like eight hours or something and the Adventure Zone is bon on the best podcast I've ever heard. Like it's wonderful, it's hilarious. They grew up during that period of time, and whilst they make a bunch of dumb jokes, they they really care about representation in their shows. You know, they, they so it's the four of them playing every single character. But by the end of it, they have uh, female characters, they have straight characters, they have gay characters, they have uh, a trans woman, um, and they're playing all of these roles. And it's wonderful because they will make reference to the fact of who these people are and a little bit about their lives, but they don't dwell on it. Like, there are so many characters that are brought into it and they they struggle a lot because when they set up the show, no one was thinking about these things in the way that we do now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they've had to, like, twist themselves backwards to try and make sure that they're being true to themselves now knowing that everything from the past because they've got like their main characters like three guys 
right and it's like you know and and yeah like the way that they deal with that and they make some choices along the way which change the characters a bit which is really interesting but anyway i don't want to say too much about it because i really think that this is something that people should listen to and 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 if you are interested at all once you've heard me continuing to talk about this just commit to giving it like six or seven episodes like get through here there be goblins which is the first campaign so it's like seven episodes if you've liked it by that point when it goes to episode eight moonlighting which is where it's 100 percent written by griffin it opens up into like this whole wonderful world so i've i actually listened to the finale the finale finale today and i was sobbing Hmm. like actual sitting on my sofa i had tears in my eyes for a bunch of it then there's this one moment that happened and i broke down in tears like full-on like (gasps) making those noises from crying my eyes out from dungeons and And everyone everyone that i know that has listened to this show cries at the end everyone cries at the end Hmm. it is Dungeons and Dragons is the method in which they build the rules for their storytelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of the best stories I've ever heard because it's so wonderful and it's so satisfying and it's so incredible and I have felt so attached to these characters. I mean, it's heartbreaking that it's over. Like, So the Adventure Zone's continuing, but they're going to tell new stories of new characters. Although I am going to be seeing them live at PodCon. Interesting, okay they are going to for the foreseeable future play these characters for their live shows because they know that like this is who people are attached to so until they have a new story that people are attached to they're going to continue to play these characters but i've never felt that way listening to a podcast before like i was just crying my eyes out like like i didn't just have tears in my eyes i had tears in my eyes a bunch listening to this show because it's you know it's just so affecting but like I was full on, just like I was gone, man. Oh, the Adventure Zone, it's it's wonderful, Casey. Like I love it. It's one of one of the my favorite things that I've come across over the last few years. You know, like spoiler alert. Like I am gonna push for the upgradey for this harder than I've pushed for anything. Uh, so we're fi- our reign is finally over. So, well, you have won the technology podcast. Oh, that's right. That's not right. Not podcast. That's right. That's right. But also, there are plans that I'm not going to get into right now because of you. Well, I'm working on some plans for the upgraders this year because of the ATP domination. <laughs> I think I mentioned, we actually mentioned this, right? Lifetime Achievement Award, and you were going to be pulled out of the running. Yeah. I, I think we I... already mentioned that on yeah. Upgrade last year. Yeah. But I have plans to keep that category running in a, in a new and interesting way. Okay. Because otherwise, I'm just going to want to nominate you again. But oh. I can't now. So how are we going to work on that? So I have plans. But yeah, uh, seriously, just like, I don't know if you'd enjoy it. I don't. And I'm talking to you, Casey, and I'm right. talking to the listener. Like, I don't know if you're going to enjoy this. But I think people should try. Like, the Adventure Zone is massive, like, in audience. It's huge because it's so good, right? Like, they have a comic book coming out soon. Um, based on one of the arcs, and it's one, it's just wonderful. You know, they 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 can they do live shows, and they have like 
hundreds, if not thousands of people. They had Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, play them on recently. Oh I mean, but that's also for Mabim Bam, right? Because Mabim Bam is insane. Um, yeah, he, he wrote a song for them based on something that was said in Mabim Bam. But he listens to The Adventure Zone and talks about it. And Yeah, it's like a... I love those brothers, in case you hadn't noticed. I've mentioned it like a million times recently. Uh, and and my complete love for them comes from this. Because you know, it's also three guys playing a game with their dad. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's so wonderful. Like, especially there's, they, they do, uh, you know, you get those shows like um, the talk shows that happen after big shows. Like there's like you have them for The Walking Dead or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They've done a couple of these, and they're called the the Adventure Zone Zone, is what they call it, <laughs> right? And like, there's you know they're talking about one of them. Um, they lost their mum when they were younger, and they're like talking about how like some of the some of the choices that they make and how that affected these choices. And yeah, it's just like they're in a, they seem like a really great family unit, and uh, it makes it even more fun to listen to. So please listen to the Adventure Zone. If you haven't, like, I think you would love it. I love whenever I, I love when I tweet about stuff like this because people tweet to me and they're like, "Oh my god, you listen to it too, right?" Because people listen to my shows and like, there's and I get this. It's just like you just think that that's it, right? Like that there is no like Mike as a fan <laughs> of a thing, yeah, yeah. Because right? yeah. I see this a lot. Like I tweet about something that I like or I talk about something that I like, and people are like, oh my god, you you like the Adventure Zone as well? Like worlds colliding. And it's like it's really funny to me. It's like yeah, I love podcasts. They're great. Like, and I have a bunch that I enjoy as well. Um, but yeah, this has just been like as some of my my personal tastes have changed uh, over the last few years. Finding the Adventure Zone and my brother, my brother and me have been a, just real great changes to like my podcast diet. I I create technology podcasts and I listen to a handful of them and that's enough for me now. You know, like I felt like I was only listening to just tech podcasts. I listened to like six of them, um, and I've just gotten to a point where I'm good. Like, and I want to maybe expand out of that because I'm also like I have itchy feet to try other things myself as well. Anyway, so just trying to suck in some different things and uh yeah please listen to the adventure zone yeah see the problem i have is that i am already overflowing with podcasts and i don't really want to cut anything out so like if so here's I were- the problem mm-hmm. i stopped listening to everything to fit this in so this is like a that will tell you how good it is but also it's just a fair warning uh for a basically as like a maybe a six-week period i listened to the adventure zone and like 75% of each ATP episode. That was like all I was doing for about five or six weeks. My word. You should feel lucky that you got through that cut, man. Yeah, I'm surprised that it was even 5% of ATP because I know Mm -hmm. you're pretty well obsessed with these McElroy, McElroy, whatever, brothers. The McElroys, Um, yeah. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, There's no chance I'm spending, like how how long is each episode? There's like 80 episodes, 70 episodes, you said? They're mostly only an hour. Yeah, there's... Not a good chance. Though. I don't. Do you know what though? Like, I don't think you'd like it. But um, yeah, well, you say that. I, but I remember, don't. I used to play role playing games as a kid. I never played D and D. Then you should be listening to the show. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I never played D and D, but I played equivalent role playing. I've never played D and D. I've never played any role playing game. No, see, I'm already ahead of you. I, if, I mean, right. I, 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 but I can't stop listening to everything. That's just not going to work. 
Well, you don't have to do it the way I did it. Yeah, but then it'll take you 15 <laughs> years to catch up. Well, you don't have to do anything you don't want to, but well, you're no, no, missing out on a life experience. Yeah, I know. Story of my life, Michael. Story of my life. Hey, speaking of life experiences, what's going on with the wedding? RSVPs are sent. We're collecting replies now. Um, you're one of the only people that has an RSVP. Oh, God, sorry. It's buried in my inbox. My inbox is a mm-hmm. dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry. But you haven't. Most, most people have. Uh, honestly, you are... Uh, one of the maybe three families that has not RSVP'd yet. I just Sorry. wanted to shame you uh, on the on the show. Uh, I mean, I I know what your answer is. I just want you to put the I just want you to put the response in, please, <clears throat> just so it's done. Um, and our planners have sent back our design theme, and th- th- we're not we ha- we're not having a Toy Story wedding, right? Like it's not like a like a fancy dress theme. Um, or a costume theme, as you would say, in the United States of America. But just like, hey, these are some ideas some we're thinking of. You know, we, we spoke to them about some stuff that we liked. And these are some colors and these are some elements and stuff like that. And so we're going through things like that now as well. Still waiting to get the photos back from the photographer that we had. I expect they're going to come through this week. But uh, I go through a state of, oh my God, nothing's happening and oh my God, there's too much happening. <laughs> and this pivots on an almost daily basis. This sounds like us preparing for spring. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not surprised about that. You should start giving those sorts of updates when I give my wedding update. <laughs> I want a baby update. <laughs> oh man, the baby update right now is Aaron is 24 weeks, 25 weeks, something like that. It's funny how this this time it's like, it's just, it's such a blur that, that I don't even know exactly how many weeks she was. The last time I could tell you she's like 23 weeks, three days and 14 hours. But uh, but this time it's just a blur. But uh, just today, earlier today, Aaron finished painting, um, painting Sprig's room. So that's uh that's a major step. Or did you go like yellow or something? Green, you, yeah, a, or, very, a oh, very dim green. Green. Mm. Um, so you're still genderless. We are, <laughs> that that is not the name we're going to choose. But yes, the baby is of unknown gender at this time. Hmm. So we will see. But uh, yeah, it's a very muted green uh, that that we have chosen for the room. And and she just finished painting, so she's got to. Well, she painted the walls. She's got to clean up the like closet door and the baseboards and stuff like that. And then at that point, um, at that point, we can start like buying furniture proper and things of that nature. So we are getting getting warmer, but there is scarily little time left because she's due the first week of January, and Declan was like almost ten days early. So yikes! Wow. Do you um? Do you have names? Obviously, I'm nope. not asking you to share them. Not you haven't got any? Mm, I have like one or two that are okay. Hmm. Because yeah. there must have been some other options, right, for Declan? Uh, yeah, I think Aaron had more than I did. I don't even remember where I kept that list, actually. But I know where the list is for this one. Um, you need a system. Well, yes, whatever. Uh, I am looking at the list for right now. The thing is, I was trying to stick to specific parameters for this one, and... The specific parameters I'm trying to stick to, I just don't really think are working. And so I'm going to have to broaden my horizons a bit. But that's okay. That's all right. We'll see. All right. Well, next time we'll get another update. Hopefully you'll be able to say by then, yep, I've got a name. But more importantly, I found the name list. 
<laughs> oh, no, I found the name list for, for Sprig. I just can't remember where I put the name list for Sprout slash Declan. Well, but that's the one that I'm more concerned about because like, I feel like we need to have a conversation um, about like just a persistent system, you know? <laughs> fine, fine, fine. Like it wasn't that long ago, you know? It's not like you've moved from a palm trio. No, but I did start embracing notes in a way that I ever used to, like the notes app on on Apple platforms. Hmm. Hmm. It's a reasonable. It's a reasonable thought. Okay. Okay. All right. Check a break. Yes, please. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Away. Away are a team of thinkers, seekers, and designers. And this is why they've been able to create smart premium suitcases for under $300 so your luggage doesn't cost more than your plane ticket. And what do you need most while you're traveling? More battery. I know at least I do. When you buy an Away suitcase, you can charge all of your devices while you travel because both of their carry-on sizes feature USB ports with a battery large enough to charge your phone five times from a single charge. Go to awaytravel.com slash analog and you can browse their suitcases. They're all made of premium German polycarbonate, which is unrivaled in strength and impact resistance and still lightweight. Away offers four sizes of suitcase, the carry-on, the bigger carry-on, the medium, and the large, and they have nine great colors for you to choose from. They also offer them all at a fair price. They cut out the middleman so you can get first-class luggage at coach prices. Away suitcases have a patent-pending compression system, which is great if you're an overpacker, along with four 360-degree spinner wheels. All of their carry-ons are compliant with all you major U.S. airlines while still maximizing the amount that you can pack. And I can attest to this. like Their compression system is fantastic. You can throw a ton of stuff in there, then you put this like pad over the top, and then you pull the straps down. But the pad has a zip on it, and you can put a laptop in there. It's genius. I want to be able to store a laptop in my compression system because then the laptop is suspended in the middle of the suitcase. Right, right. Smart stuff. They also have TSA combination locks built in as well and they have a removable washable laundry bag so you can separate your clean clothes from your worn ones. I really love my Away suitcase. I love the battery. I love the compression system. I love the removable washable laundry bag. I love the four wheels. It's awesome. Big, big fans over in this household. Adina has one too. She also loves hers. You can travel smarter with the suitcase that charges your phone. Go to awaytravel.com slash analog and you can use the code analog at checkout to get $20 off their suitcases. So to find out more about Away right now, go to awaytravel.com slash analog and use the code analog for $20 off. Thank you so much to Away for their support of this show and Relay FM. I would like to shepherd in the triumphant return of hashtag Relay your feels. Excellent. Uh, I learned today, I was felt the abject horror that my some something had happened and my workflow wasn't working. My Zepia workflow wasn't working. Um, but I was able to pull everything in because they only stopped working like a week ago. So Twitter search saved the day. But if you have any questions you would like us to answer on the show, you can just send us a tweet with the hashtag Relay Your Feels and we'll be able to pull them in. Please send in any questions if you have them uh, because I like to have lots of options when I'm looking at this and uh, we haven't done it in a while. So yeah, we're going to start off today with a question from John. And John asks, when working long hours on side projects, do you ever get caught up with working and not feel tired? Yeah, definitely. Um, and I wouldn't even say this for side projects. I feel this way with my work. 
hence talking to you right now. <laughs> it is 1 a.m. I'm all sure. good. We mention it a lot on this show. I'm sorry that we talk about the time so much, but we can't help it. Um, it is a part of the show. The time the time that we record this show is almost like the third host of the show because <laughs> the time makes such an impact on this show, and it does in a way that time doesn't for any other show that I record. It used to be a thing for me because I used to record lots of my shows at this time, but this is the only one that I do now, so it does make an impact on me. Like I feel it in a different way because it's something that I do only every 14 days um, is record a podcast at one in the morning. Like it was a big factor on upgrade a couple of weeks ago because we were recording that at one in the morning. But uh, yeah, so um, I would say that when I am really in something, if I am engaged, if I'm enthused, I don't feel it and I could work all through the night. Yeah, I... So there are times that I don't feel tired, but generally speaking, my life is tired. <laughs> like every moment of the day, I am tired. And some of that is probably me being a ba- A lot of that is probably me being a baby, but a lot of that is also being the parent of a small child. And, and, have, and I know that it's only going to get worse when Sprig is born. And so uh, oftentimes, I think the closest I get these days is that I will fight off the tired and persist despite the tired. But it is rare that I'm so jazzed up that I just don't even feel tired. It is not infrequent that I fight through it, but it is rare that I don't feel it at all. Kyle asked, what do you do when you need or feel obligated to repay someone, but they refuse? Hmm. I think I think I'm going to steal the answer you've written in the show notes because I've read it, but it's also true for me. Um, generally, if if I want to repay somebody, but they won't let me... I'll try to like get them back the next time. So if that's if that's something silly like they bought me a drink at the bar, then the next time we're at the bar and this is and I'm thinking of this because of WWDC time, um, you know, the next time we're at the bar together, I'll try to buy them a drink. But if it's something bigger, I'll just try to remember that, oh, you know, this is something that Mike would really like. And you know what? Maybe I'll just send it to him and that'll make him feel good. Or, you know, maybe I'll just you know, give somebody this thing because it's, you know, uh, it's something that I think will make them happy. And I'll try to keep that in mind. I don't, I wouldn't say that I'm the best at it. In fact, I'm probably not that great about it, but um, that that's the best answer I've got. It's like in a weird way, as I've gotten older and have the ability to be able to pay for things more easily, um, like meals and drinks, I fight way less about no, no, let me pay. Yeah, like, I because I am also like when I'm with my peers, I know that for most in most instances, well, basically every instance, if I'm going to a restaurant, I know in the back of my mind, like I can pick up this check, yeah. and so it's like. I know everyone can do it. I don't feel like if somebody is going to offer that they're going to go bankrupt and that I'll get it another time. Where it's like when I was younger, it was more like uh, I don't want to be in the situation where I'm in this again and I might be expected to pay for this. Yeah. Because yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. now I can. Like, and I, if I'm going out for a meal with a friend, or there's like four of us, or you know, or I'm uh, there's a round of drinks in a bar, like I know I can afford these things more often than not 
So if somebody offers, I don't feel like it's a crazy situation. You know what I mean? I, I totally do. Yeah. And I think to some degree, this could lead us down the road of like money management and what it's like to to have like a little bit of, of oh crap money. So as an example, um, I did go to a dinner uh, this past WWDC, which was unexpected and I'm very happy about it and thankful I was able to go to it, but it was an exceptionally expensive dinner. And I only paid for myself, but it was like a multi-hundred dollar dinner, which was which is never something I would choose for myself in a, in a regular basis. And because, you know, Aaron and I, have savings, I knew that I could I could uh, afford to do this multi-hundred dollar dinner without having to like tell Declan he couldn't eat that month, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, but that's also the kind of dinner where no one is putting up the check. Well, that's right? also true. Like, also you true. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there, there, are, there are like tiers of situations, sure. you know, and, that, and that's one of them. It's like, well, we're all going to go to this place, but like no one's paying for this. We all know this going in. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, there are just like, you know, there are just situations like that. But yeah, I've been in, I've been in, I've been in situations like that for sure. Yeah. But it's like, if I'm going to be with friends for a few days, like, I also stop making such a thing about it where like, Oh, thank you so much. Right. Like it's because I feel like that that's putting like a thing on someone that they don't want. Mm-hmm. Like if me and you are together and you buy me a drink, I'm not going to be like, Oh, thank you so much for doing that. I'm just like, Cheers. Like I'll get the yep, next yep, one. Yep. Like because I feel like when you're doing that, you're not looking for someone to be really super thankful. And it just ends up putting like a, I don't know, like just a it makes awkwardness it to mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think like I think you nailed it earlier in saying that you know we're all at the point in our lives that it, 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 we wouldn't well we're at the point in our lives and the point in our mutual friendships that and I don't mean just the Apple nerds at WWDC I mean in general most of my friends I'm at the point which if I want to buy them a drink I'll buy them a drink and they know that was my choice and this is what you were saying earlier but um, that and that and that's okay, right? And they don't need to fawn over it. I would hope that they would say, you know, thanks, or you know, I'll get the next one or whatever. But in the in the end of the day, I did it because it's what I wanted to do, and that's how I wanted to spend my money. And sometimes they do it because that's what they want to do, and that's how they want to spend their money, and that's fine. And and when you're either thirty to thirty five, depending on which one of us is talking, you know, oftentimes not always, but oftentimes you're at a position where one five to ten dollar drink is not going to financially ruin you for the rest of the month. Whereas when I was, you know, in my early twenties, that very well could have financially ruined me. I've probably told the story fifty times on this show, but you know, I had to I had to weigh whether or not getting myself a Big Mac like value meal or whatever it was from McDonald's on the way home because I was feeling lazy. Like, would that be an okay thing for me to do this week? Because I might mm-hmm. not be able to pay a bill otherwise. Like that, that time didn't last that terribly long and it could have been so much worse. Like I, I, I was able to live okay, but it was, it, it, that was the time in my life anyway, when I was most concerned about money and that $5 Big Mac, you know, Big Mac and fries and Coke or whatever, that could have like that could have prevented me from paying rent that week if I wasn't careful, so, or that month rather, if I wasn't careful. So, uh, the the advantage of being a little bit older is that you hopefully get to the point that that's not as big a deal anymore. Ari asks, "How do you deal with the first scratch on your new Apple products? <laughs> you just got to embrace it. Like these things are being used." Yeah. You scratch them up, you ding them up. As long as you're not breaking them, I figure you just got to roll with it. 
Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, Aaron, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show, on this show, I think I've talked about it on ADTP, but Aaron got a new car a, few, a couple months back. And uh, mm-hmm. we noticed that in the door that Declan uses, so it's one of the doors that we use constantly, uh, there's a scratch in it already. And it's not an insignificant scratch. And I think both of us, for a fleeting moment, were devastated. But then after that, I think both of us were kind of like, you know what, we're probably going to have this car for a long time. It's probably not going to be spotless for the entire time we have it. And you know what? There are more important things for both of us to worry about than this. And I think that one of the things I'm getting better at, but I'm doing so very slowly, is figuring out where where to spend my energy. And I think I am a terrible person at spending way too much of my energy on things that just don't matter, like whining about the f- difference between a $5 <laughs> Apple watch plan. I and a $10 you were going to do it. So um, I didn't have to. <laughs> yeah. So like, and that's like, that's a classic example of me whining about something that I really shouldn't, I should just pay it and get on, get on with my life. But, um, but as I get older, I'm, I'm slowly getting better about paying attention to the things that actually matter and not getting worked up about the things that don't. And this is an example of something that even just a few years ago, I would have been devastated by and may have even like scheduled an appointment with a body shop to attempt to fix it and like get a get or get you know get get a professional to do touch up paint on it or whatever and now eh, i mean it sucks i'm not happy about it but what are you going to do this is a car that's not going to live in the garage so it's going to get dinged from time to time and ollie wants to know casey do you wear your wedding band every day i do um i used to when it was brand new i used to take it off when i was like washing dishes or if i put on like hand lotion or whatever uh now the only time i can ever think of that it comes off is if i'm like fiddling with it so sometimes it's like a nervous tick if you will i'll like take my ring off spin it around 180 degrees and put it back on uh but that is spinner. i probably do but um but it's harder to carry a fidget spinner around my finger you know because at least my wedding ring is always available to me uh but no i i almost never take it off i shower with it i sleep with it uh, it's pretty much always on me and i think I think I would probably choose to do that. I, I, for me, it's half laziness, half fear of losing it, and half you know a choice, which I am aware is more than three halves, or more excuse me, more than two halves. Um, but but be that as it may, uh, I I I just like that it's always there. It, it, I feel really weird when it isn't on, even but for a moment. Um, and that's just the choice I've made. I know plenty of people that either don't wear rings. Like my father's never worn a wedding ring for more than a, a day. And that's because he was a mechanic in a in a past life, so to speak. And so he was always working with his hands. And, you know, he could have lost a finger if he had a wedding ring on in certain circumstances. So he just never mm-hmm. wore one. Erin um, wears hers anytime she leaves the house for sure. And usually when she's in the house, like the first time she leaves the house in the morning, she'll put hers on and then typically we'll keep them on pretty much all day long but she doesn't sleep with hers on hers are also much tighter around her than mine are um she's not and that's not like a weight gain issue it's just they've always been cut a little small for her um which we should probably get fixed but be that as it may um but she typically but not always has them on whereas i always have mine on but you didn't answer you didn't ask the second half of this question and this is still from ollie but do you and for i mike will you wear your wedding band every day I am excited to. Uh, I have. <laughs> I, sound, <laughs> I sounded like I was like worried there, but no, I just fell off my desk a little bit. Um, 
I think these things are all unrelated. Yeah, I don't wear any jewelry and have not worn any jewelry for as long as I can remember. Like, a watch is all I wear. Like, I don't wear bracelets or necklaces or chains, rings, anything. Like, I don't. Whoa, it's whoa, whoa. not a thing for what, me. What about your tongue piercing? Well, we don't talk about that in public. Oh, my bad, my bad. Yeah, it's okay, though. Um, but I am excited about the idea of wearing a wedding ring because that's the kind of person that I am. And uh, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I will probably do what you did. I will probably take it off at the times where I think that it should be taken off, right? Like, if I was putting on hand lotion or whatever, like, I would probably take it off until I'm used to wearing it to the point that I forget about it, right? Um, what is your wedding band made of? Titanium. I am almost sure titanium. it's made of titanium. Okay. Um, okay. yeah. And you know, it's just, it's uh, just like you said, you know, I used to, it's not that I don't care about it, but I just, I don't know. I just don't like it often. It's not me. about care. Yeah. Yeah. It's about, it's about getting used to it. I think and, like it becomes a part of you. You know what I've also noticed? And I don't know that I've ever even told Aaron this. So, so hi, honey, you're listening to this probably a few weeks in the future. And this is a, uh, this is a little secret for you. Maybe, uh, when I fly, Ever since I've become a parent, uh, and somebody was just talking about this, uh, I've been a much more nervous flyer. I can, I mean, it might have been in my real life, it might not have been a podcast, but my podcasts in my real life. Are they together. all the same thing? Yeah. Though? <laughs> well, right. Um, but anyway, I've been a much more nervous flyer. Podcasts of life, man. Four LYF three. They're real to me, Casey. Uh, so yeah, so when I fly, I, I don't know when this started, but it was years ago. I will spin my wedding ring around my finger and I will spin like one, two, three, four, five, one direction, one, two, three, four, five, the other direction. And then I'll just do that during like taxi and takeoff. And then, this, then again at landing. And I, and I always give it a kiss right before we like really take off and right before we land. Oh, and, and I don't know what Casey. that, and I don't know what that is. Like, I, I mean, I know what it is, but it's just like, that's so peculiar, sweet but, again. but it's just, I don't know. It's something I do. Cause it just freaks me out that like, what if something well, happens? You, it's becoming a superstition now. That's and the and that's the thing. It has become Started a superstition. Started as a nervous tick and now it's a superstition. That is a hundred percent accurate. You haven't crashed yet. Yep. A hundred percent So accurate. what are you going to do? What yeah. are you going to do? You got to do it every time. Yep. That is completely Don't true. Don't start doing it when you get in the car or you'll end up with a chain of situations <laughs> that you're never going to be able to break. So true. So true. Oh, my word. All right. What else is cool right. these days before we talk about Firefly? Squarespace. Use the offer code FEELS at checkout and you'll get 10% of your first purchase. Whatever type you, whatever type of website you want to build, Squarespace has everything that you need. You can make your next move with Squarespace. They can give you a unique domain name, award-winning templates, 24-7 customer support. No matter what it is, Squarespace have got all the tools that you need to create the website for your next idea or project. You can create an online store, a portfolio, a blog, maybe even a website to collect RSVPs for a wedding that some people don't visit. No matter what tools you want to, whatever whatever it is, whatever you want to build, they got all the tools that you need right there. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that will let you take care of any and all of those things. It's incredibly flexible. I've used Squarespace for years for a bunch of different stuff like we use them at Relay FM for our blog and our store. Like, I wouldn't want to use anybody else. Squarespace have got it down. They they just take care of all this stuff, so you don't have to worry about it. Their plans start at just twelve dollars a month. You can start a trial today with no credit card required, just by going to squarespace.com. And when you decide to sign up, use the offer code Feels at checkout, and you'll get ten percent off your first purchase and show your support for this show. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of Analog Squarespace. Make your next move. Make your next website. 
All right. Episode 10, War Stories. So, um, I I want to hear what you thought about this episode, but I'd like to state up front that I had sent you a Slack direct message yesterday after I watched this episode. And I forget, I don't, I don't have it in front of me, and I forget exactly how I phrased it, but basically the message was, I, Casey, really liked this episode a lot, but I'm fearful that it has pushed you, Mike, too far and that you will find mm-hmm. it too dark or too intense and you will end up not liking it. So with that... What specifically do you do you think? Like, is it the torture stuff? Like the torture stuff to some degree, um, the thought that, you know, Wash or Mal may not come back from things. I just felt like a lot of it was a bit intense and and i enjoy like i loved it this is this is a tremendous episode in my mind and i think the reason i love it so much is because i feel like we see a lot of character development across many different characters but i would not fault you if you said to me "Ah, no this was too dark i don't i didn't care for it no i liked it and i think i've led you down a garden path with last time okay how so because i mentioned that i didn't like the the violence in it Yep, yep, yep. But I don't have a problem with violence in this show, but it has to do something to further the story. Otherwise, okay. what's the point? Sure. Right? And in the in the previous episode, the violence was too aggressive and yeah. too graphic. I agree. In a way that was unnecessary. But in but if there is going to be torture, well, I expect that to be horrible and violent. Right? Like because otherwise what's the point? Like I can't believe the torture unless there's torture. Right, like if he's going mm-hmm. in there and Mal's being tickled with a feather, right? Like I'm not going to believe that he's in any peril <laughs> of ratting out where everybody is, right? Like right. that's just not going to happen, right? Like that's although to be honest, I say that there, there actually was no purpose of the torture, right? Like the guy, I don't remember the guy's name. The, yes, it, what I have referred to as evil Eastern European, because <laughs> that's like the only rough area we can sure. place this guy to. Sure. What was his Nesco? Did you say Niska? N I S K A Niska Niska. He didn't really seem to have a purpose to the torture, which I did find a bit strange because it was like, what's he getting out of this? So that's not entirely true. So they didn't do a very good job explaining it, especially if you're going multiple weeks between episodes. But do you remember one of the first episodes? I think it was the train job. They abort the mission when they realize that they're like stealing medicine or something like that, which is funny because of what they do later on. But do you know what I'm thinking of? They're on the train and they like realize, oh, it's a bunch of medicine or something along those lines. Yeah. And they abort it. And then the like thugs come to get them and they end up killing all the thugs except one. Do you remember this? Yeah. Like one of the thugs they kick. I think Mal kicks him and he gets sucked into the Firefly's engine and just like disintegrates. Mm-hmm. That was Niska that sent them to do it. And that was Niska's thugs that that were killed. And so my understanding is he's enacting his revenge for standing him up on his job and killing all of his thugs. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I remembered it was him, but, like, I figured that, like, torture... It it was not well explained. Typically is to some end, right? Like, but I remembered that he was... I mean, because they also do a bit of flashbacky stuff. Like, they try and establish it, but, like, I see what you're saying. He's just, like... He's just to show how evil he is. He doesn't just kill you. He tortures you, right? right? right. And it was kind of, you know what I mean? But it was kind of just like, what's he, what is he getting? But, you know, do you know what, like, other mm-hmm. than, I mm-hmm. guess it's just satisfaction. Yeah, and I think they, they also touched on the fact that he wanted, Niska wanted to be known as being ruthless. And so 
part of what he was doing was specifically intended to like make waves in that. Oh, did you hear hear what Niska did to Mal- Malcolm Reynolds? So that Malcolm Reynolds, he tortured him to death and blah blah blah. And so mm, okay. some of it, they, and then again, they kind of like gloss over it, which is funny because it's kind of critical to the point of the episode but they don't they don't perseverate on it very much they're just kind of like oh yeah he wants to make a name for himself and then they move on and if you're not paying close attention it would be easy to miss so it's a bit of a shame for me at the beginning of the episode when there's just like no nothing for for rither right there's just like no miracle cure and the best mm-hmm. is that she's sleeping better mm-hmm. now as the episode goes on i mean it could be argued that she is uh, finding a way to tap into something and that maybe there's something happening here that, like, Tam, in helping her focus, is turning her into a deadly weapon. But And, like, oh, maybe that's what it is. Right, right. Hmm. Maybe that's what they were doing. Mm -hmm. They're trying to weaponize her. Huh, okay, okay. What did you think about, um, about Jane's gift of apples? Did you catch that? Did you know I didn't catch it? That was Jane. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so they were, they had, I like heard a... them say that they was, he was being generous with his cut, mm-hmm. but I didn't know that that necessarily meant he was buying the apples. But yeah, I see that now. And so I, that to me was, you know, him like, you know, paying penance for, for trying to like sell everyone out last He's guilty. Episode. Yeah. 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 And, and it shows later on, right? Where like he is incredibly eager to go and help. Yeah. Right, we're like, and everyone's kind of surprised at just how eager he is to go and help get Mal and Wash back because he's guilty. Yep, or he's trying to prove something, but either way, it's the same thing. <laughs> right. Uh, another, uh, as usual for the last few episodes, I've just copied down a bunch of quotes. One which I loved, especially given the ridiculous times in which we live, was when Shepard Book said, and it was very early on, one of the first lines of the show: "A government is a body of people, usually, notably, ungoverned." Which I thought was very interesting. Like the government is ungoverned, mm-hmm. and that's what kind of mm-hmm. defines it as the government. Which I just thought was very, very well written. Well, yeah, it's funny, but there's no other way that that could work, right? Because who would the governing body of the government well, right. be governed by, yeah, yeah. right? And it just goes on forever. Like it has to stop. Yeah, I also liked that uh, when Mal said about fifty percent of the human race is middlemen, which I thought, yeah, eh, there's there's something to be said for that. Oh yeah, of course. What did you think of uh, the marital issues? I was concerned about it initially because it was like, where is this coming from? But I liked the way that it all ended up playing out, especially where, like, obviously, you know, Wash just kind of went off the reservation. Um, I feel like that, you know, like his whole reaction to the initial situation was kind of all just a little bit like he went too far too quick. Mm -hmm. And again, that is the Firefly problem, right? Like (laughs) they needed to get him to a point, so they sped it up. Right, and his overreaction came on real. But, but it's not it's not unheard of for people to react like that. But he had shown no tendencies before of being somebody to really heavily overreact to things. But sure. he did, and uh, it ended up playing out right. Like I, I liked my favorite thing about like, cause it was like whatever. Like they're having arguments. I really didn't care for the whole like. What would Zoe do in this moment scene? Like, it was just like, okay, this is going on way too long and it's not very entertaining. Um, But I really liked when um, you're thinking that Mal's just being an idiot and he's, like, 
just trying to rile up Wash, yep, like yep, yep. because he's being hot headed. But then you realize that he's riling him up to keep him alive, and it's like, oh my god, you're such a complex character. I know, right? Wasn't that awesome? I loved it, loved it, really loved it, and I loved right at the end when like Zoe and Mal are making fun of Wash. <laughs> you know, they're like, oh, we have to make love. Let's do it now. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That was really good. I liked that as well. Yeah. Um, I liked uh book book we're finally getting some payoff for shepherd book mm-hmm. um he quotes sun Tzu, mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and then later on so does our eastern european friend whose name i've forgotten again <laughs> niska they both quote sun Tzu. now is sun Tzu the art of war person or I... is it meant to be like the art of war person because that's sun Tzu, right and they they pronounce it slightly differently but i'm, I'm it's, if it's not then they're meant they're like you know that I, I I've written Sun Tzu down in my notes, but I don't think they say it like that. So I I think it's meant to to evoke the art of war. Is it art of war? Uh, so they are they pronounced it as Shan Yu in the book That's in, it. in the in the episode. Yeah. And yeah. that is, but it's it's Sun Tzu is 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 that's who they're talking about, right? Like, I mean, they may be talking about this this character. They obviously talk about this character, but they are trying to evoke from us in our time the art of war is what I think they're right. trying to well to, in, to evoke in us. And this this person is apparently or was apparently a real person, but it is not the art of war person, from what I can tell. It be well, he, he, oh, okay. And I stand horrifically uh, corrected. Well, but I got the same read of it that you did, that it was that kind of a thing. But, um, but yeah, apparently this person was a real person, and they were a warlord. Uh, but I'm just looking this up as we're on the air, so I, I'm not going to do it justice by trying to discover like what this was all about. But apparently it was a real person. And, okay, fair enough. I stand corrected. I, I assumed it was uh, fabricated as well, actually. Or, or I shouldn't say as well, but I assumed it was fabricated. As it turns out, perhaps not. Hmm. Well, anyway, let's just assume that, that that what they're trying to bring from us is that idea of the uh, the art of war, that kind of thing. But anyway, um, yeah, I like that. And then obviously the fact that he is just a crack shot. Yeah, yeah. I uh I loved the writing in this episode. Like some of the lines were so good. I thought the the fight between um Zoe and Wash was particularly well written. You know, at, at one point Wash says, you know, you tend to you tend to agree with Mal or have to. And uh to which Zoe replies not long after, mm-hmm. uh you're losing the higher ground here, sweet cakes, which was a very Zoe thing to say to like use an a war analogy. Um and then eventually Wash says, what this marriage needs is one less husband. Right now it's kind of crowded, um, which I thought was very well put. And then later on, Mal, when, when he kind of steps in the middle of it, unknowingly, I'm lost, I'm angry, and I'm armed. <laughs> I just thought that was the funniest line. Uh, oh, God, it was so good. Uh, what did you think about um, Inara and her and her client? <laughs> I mean, it was greatly done, right? Like it's, you know, it was it was a great bait and switch. There's going to be a was it like a counselor or yeah, yeah, a governor or, or something? something. Yeah, yeah. And then this dude comes on, and then it turns out the dude is just a security guard, and like shock horror, everybody, it's a woman, right? Yeah. Like, and you know, and it's like, and it's all you know, it's nicely done, and it's tastefully done, and they don't go too far in any direction with it, and they make a bunch of dumb dumb jokes with with 
with Jane and like blah, 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 blah. Right. Like it's like, okay. To that end, had you heard the phrase, I'll be in my bunk before this, you watch this episode? Because that is one of the like classically quoted lines from the entire series. I, I Well, I don't know. Like, I mean, if I would have heard it, I would have understood what it meant the same way that I understood the the, the difference, right? Like I, I would have understood what it meant, right? Like in the same way that I understood mm-hmm. what Jane meant. Right. Uh, coming back to the torture and what you were saying earlier about uh, Mal Riling wash up. I actually feel like before the torture started, they were just cross with each other. And, and here again, another of uh, another great like fight that was well-written. Um, you know, Wash says, no matter how bad it gets, you two always come back with the stories. And, and later he says, you know, but mm-hmm. that's just my point. You, she obeys. She's obey. There's obeying going on right under my nose, which I thought was well, was hilarious. But my favorite of the, of those lines were, Mal saying to Wash, you know, there's plenty of orders of mine that she doesn't obey. And you can tell they're like really fired up with each other at this point. And it seems to me that this is during the genuine time, not like when, when what you were saying earlier, when Mal was riling him up, just to keep him alive. So, so uh, Mal says, there's plenty of orders of mine she doesn't obey. And Wash yells back at him, name one. And so Mal screams back, she married you. And it was like, oh, Oh, wow. Oh, this is taking a turn that I was not entirely expecting. And uh, I thought that was super, super well done. Yeah. And then um, uh, the cutting off of Mal's ear was fine, but they found like a magical device that put it back on again. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And then everyone kind of like, you know, he goes... That you know they're gone for too long, and then everybody arms up to get him back, right? Because they bargain for Mal. I like that when Zoe comes on board, and like, there's just no argument. Like the the, the evil guy tries to make Zoe choose, and she chooses to save yeah. Wash before he even finishes the sentence. Which <laughs> yeah, was yeah. like, that's a really nice way to resolve that conflict, right? Like, just mm. prove to uh, prove a point to him, and like that should resolve it because he was overreacting, and like would see that with clarity, and he did. Um, and so that was nice, and uh, yeah, and then. What is it? So they're in the gun shoot, and then River just out of nowhere, she just shoots three people with her eyes closed, and she mm. says, no, "Just okay, I wrote it down, but I maybe I may get it a little bit incorrect. No power in the verse can stop me." Well, do you know why she said that? Because uh, no. I believe it was Kaylee said it said that exact same line earlier in the episode. I forget what the context was, but she was parroting Kaylee's line back to Kaylee. I'm almost sure that's right. We'll get feedback if it's not, but I'm pretty darn sure that's right. I forget what the context was when Kaylee said it, but um, but that's what that was about. And and it huh. was it was supposed to play like both ways, right? It's supposed to play as oh haha, she's just using that line again, but also like oh my god, no, really, she just took out three dudes without looking. Yeah, because then Kaylee's scared of her, right? Because at the beginning of the episode, they're playing. Right, exactly. Oh, I think that was during the play. Like, like uh, Kaylee, when she was successful, said, no power in the verse can stop me. I think that's what it was when she like got the uh, apple. You know, when, when she grabbed the apple or whatever it was. You also, uh, you skipped over, uh, skipped over, and understandably, another favorite uh, quote of mine. Uh, Zoe says to Book, don't the Bible have some pretty specific things to say about killing? To which Book, without blinking an eye, <laughs> says, quite specific, but it's a bit fuzzier on the subject of kneecaps, which... Yeah, and they, they shoots book. everyone in the kneecaps. That's yeah. what he does. Yeah, it's a very shepherd book thing to do. And uh, yeah, there's clearly he's clearly a reformed religious person because he's 
got an encyclopedic knowledge of like guns and the alliance and things of that nature. So there, yeah, he a shows a lot of knowledge about guns in this one. Is it? And if someone says you have a lot of guns in the in the monastery or whatever it was, I think he's saying it to Jane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I also loved uh, after it was all over. Uh, Mal was asking Simon, you know, how did you basically how did you reconcile? Um, shooting people with the fact that you're like a doctor whose entire purpose in life is to save, save people. And uh, eventually book says to him, well, I was there son. And I don't think you've shot anyone yet. <laughs> in other words, Oh yeah. That, that was incredible. <laughs> I love that line so much. Yeah. That was oh, just, man. it was absolutely fantastic. I really, really like yeah, that. Yeah, I thought it was, yeah, uh, that made me laugh a lot. I also like some of Mal's retorts to like when he's being tortured, you know, like you died, Mr. Reynolds. Eh, it seemed like the thing to do. <laughs> so yeah, good. this is a good episode. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. It's another good one. Another solid one. Man, I see why people love this show so much. Like I mean, as I stand here now, episode with ten episodes in, like Firefly is not one of the best one of my favorite TV shows of all time, right? But I can see why people absolutely love it because I am thoroughly enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I am really, really enjoying it. It is a great show. Um and so I can see how it becomes a cult show, right? Like I can see that. Sure. Because there's also the mystique around the fact that it's cancelled and it's a good show, but it got cancelled and it's a science fiction show that does some different interesting things. Right. Like there, there's a lot to it where I can see how it's gotten the kind of status that it's gotten. But like it is, it is very good. It is very, 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 very good. And I'm, I'm very keen to see where the rest of it leads. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you also have to understand that when it was really, really popular, mm, after it aired, but before it became like this unbelievable cult classic, there was this like window of time where you, what would end up happening is you would have a friend that would be like, Hey, did you ever see Firefly? And you'd be like, I don't even know what that is. And it was before, it was before it was like common currency for all card carrying nerds to have to love Firefly. You know what I mean? Like there was this window of time where it was still kind of like the secret, like uh, what was the movie you asked me to watch with the band, with the fuzzy furry, whatever band. Um, Nick Nora's Infinite Playlist and the the band that they all liked. What was the name of the band? Was Fluffy. Yeah, Was Fluffy. It was like that, right? Where like not every it was not globally understood that everyone loved Where's Fluffy. But if you knew Where's Fluffy and you liked Where's Fluffy, you were all right. And that's where that's where a lot of us mm. learned about this was when it was still kind of like the quiet, like, hey man, do you know about Firefly? Because I know about Firefly. And then, no, I don't. Tell me more. And the next thing you know, that person's like, hey, you know about Firefly? You know, and just spreading it that way. <laughs> yeah, and I think, okay. And I, I can see that. You having come to it a little later, I'm still glad you're you're watching it. I'm still glad you're enjoying it. But I think you missed out on a little bit of that, like, clandestine, hey, I know something and you know something that not a lot of other people know. And it may have not actually ended up the way it is if it would have been released today. Yeah, yeah, probably not. But so I thought it was a great episode. Uh, the next one, uh, what is it called? I think it's called Trash, uh, episode 11. Uh, this is interesting, and I am curious to see what you, I know I say this every time, but I'm very curious to, to see what you think of this one because we revisit something uh, from our past in this one. So it should be good. All right. All right. Until next time, nothing in the verse can stop me, Mike. <laughs>